Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of our show and of duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, we'll preview October events at the Range of Richfield, get a grouse hunting report from John Steigerwald, and talk with bear hunter Bernie Berenger. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, presented by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H. You can find them on the web at pappastradingpost.com. You hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070, that's WTSO, and you can get it anytime at all on our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, LakeLink, iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, or other platforms as well. And joining us once again is McFarland Guide Ron Bearfield. Well, Ron, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on. You bet. We haven't talked to you in quite a while. What have you been up to? Oh, I've been busy. I've been fishing the river a lot, the Wisconsin River and the Mississippi River, for that matter. Madison Chain of Lakes has, has been pretty good. I've been on all of them quite a bit, in between checking trail cameras and putting up a couple new blinds and different things like that. Okay, well, let's start with the Madison Chain. What are you finding there? Well, I've been fishing everything from Kiganza to Mendota, and I was on Mendota, as a matter of fact, four days ago now, and I was catching some, just some flock of bluegills out of really deep water. It surprised me, 30, 35 feet, using my Mega Live, you know, you find them out there, and I wasn't sure if they were bluegills or not, but I put a drop shot down with a half a night crawler on it and dropped it right into the pod, and that's what it was. It was big bluegills, and they were in 35 feet of water. Wow. Yeah. It kind of surprised me that that's what they were, but I could have caught more. I just didn't want to know if I wanted to catch them out of that deep water like that, but I had fish up to 11 inches. That's a big bluegill. Oh, that is, yeah. Now, were they suspended or were they on bottom at 35? They were right on the bottom. Oh, they, were, we they were, well, within a foot of the, you know, yep. foot or two of the bottom, but yep. they were right down there deep. I would have thought they would be walleyes or something like that, you know, but the way they were marking, they were marking in groups of eight or ten. And not great big huge schools, but you could catch all eight of them if you, you know, once you found them, it seemed like. Wow. They, and they were all big. There was none of them that were under nine inches. Yeah. Yeah, and they were out there, out there pretty deep. And I was thinking maybe there might be some perch down there, but I didn't get any perch. Huh. But also on, um, on the mass chain, the bass bite's been really good. You work a lot of fish that are anywhere from 10 inches long to 18 inches long, you know, and you seem to get a lot of that 14, 15 inch stuff. They've been pretty active on the weed edges. Plastics, I've been been using Ned rigs, and I've been using even Cinco's Texas rig, about a quarter-ounce sinker. And, and I like the Z-Man stuff. You know, I'm not sponsored by Z-Man or anything, but I just like them because they stand up nice. Uh-huh. They float. And, yep. uh That yep. seems to be what the fish really prefer. Yep. But then muskies, I've had several muskie trips in the last three weeks, and we've had some pretty nice fish. We had the biggest one was about 48 inches. They haven't had any 50s, but just nice fish, you know, a lot of 35 to 45 inch fish. They've been pretty active, really. About a week ago, the surface bite on Monona was real good. Early morning, late evening, you know, that type of thing. Through the middle of the day, it wasn't as good, but the late evening and early morning bite was was really good with the fat bastard. I even used an old globe thinking, you know, wait, I don't see anybody throwing these anymore. I'm going to throw this globe a little bit. Even caught fish on that. that. That bite's been pretty good as well. Nice. All right. Well, how about the river and Lake Wisconsin? Oh, Lake, just above Lake Wisconsin, I was there Friday with a trip, and we had walleyes, a lot of walleyes. And we, we didn't fish any live bait. We fished all our officials. And also, the river's very low, so it's very hard to run it, you know. I, of course, I've got the jet boat, so I can get around. But you'd get in the holes, and some of the holes that are normally 10, 12 feet deep, they were like 7 feet deep. <laughs> 
the water up there is very skinny right now. The flow rate was like 1,600 cubic feet per second out of the Dells, and that's pretty skinny. Yeah. But we had a lot of very nice smallmouth. We had a bunch of real nice walleyes. We had, I think, eight over 20 inches, and they were on crankbaits, flicker shads, things like that. Just casting uh, to some of the edges that I know of, but, you know, I know where they're at, and that kind of helps a little bit, but they were hanging in about seven feet, six, seven feet of water. So that bite was good. Like I say, nice smallmouth. We had some, some really nice smallmouth. It's always fun when you get a mixed bag like that. Yeah, it sure is. Now, years ago, I, and I don't know if this is still happening, but we caught saugers and some walleyes with blade baits on Lake Wisconsin. It was later in the fall. I think it was actually November, just before gun deer season. Is that bite still something that's worth fishing? Yes, it is. You know, uh, the little dude and uh, a couple of those different baits, the echo tails are still, if you can find them, are an excellent choice. Even Mr. Champs and the jigging spoons, I like to cast those and pop them off the bottom and, you know, let them flutter back down and pop them back. A lot of times uh, they work very well also. Over on the Mississippi, as a matter of fact, a week ago we were catching a lot of fish on blade baits and jigging spoons. Once you get on the fish, they can be a very effective bait for you. Now, where on the Mississippi? I was in Pool 9, and we fish almost straight out from Ferryville over only over on the River Channel. In other words, we're south of Lansing. Uh huh. You know, everybody's fishing from Lansing north. You go up there and there's boats everywhere. It's funny, you get down below Lansing and you don't see hardly anybody. If you know the water down there and fish it a little bit more, I think it's actually better fishing down that way. But we had bass, we had walleyes, big perch, nice bluegills, so we had a little bit of everything. Nice. Well, you talked about trail cameras. I would imagine you've, you've got plans for hunting. Oh, I'm going to try to get out and do a little more bow hunting. I'm leaving for Canada on Friday. Uh, I'll be up there for 10 days. When I get back, I plan on doing a little bow hunting. And I had five out since turkey season, you know, since spring. And I've been checking. I'm keeping an eye on some bucks that I've got in there. And we've probably got four bucks that we would shoot right now that are very nice deer, big deer, that are probably old enough, probably have enough age on them that, you know, four and a half to five and a half year old deer. We've got some pretty nice ones in there. They're starting to split up. Their little bachelor groups aren't, you know, there for a while. I was seeing four or five on the camera at the same time. And and now you're starting to see the ones and maybe two, you know, on the cameras. I'm guessing they're splitting up a little bit now. Are you seeing much sign, scrapes, and rubs? I'm not seeing a lot of scrapes. Uh, a few rubs, but not a lot of scrapes. Not yet, anyway. Uh-huh. I expect that to start here pretty quick, though. You know, they'll start doing that little mock scrape a little early in October and and then as, as the month progresses, it gets a little more aggressive. But I haven't been seeing much at all for uh, scrapes. Okay. Well, before we let you go, what advice have you got for somebody who's still fishing and wants to get in on, let's say, bass and walleye action? Well, if I was going to fish Lake Wisconsin, the, the old river channel that runs down through by Tipperary Point, it's got a lot of fish on it right now. Even the white bass are in there. Like we were talking earlier, blade baits have worked very well. The little dude, echo tails... Like I say, if you can find them, jigging spoons. If you don't, if you, if you get a jigging spoon, then just use a half a minnow. You don't even put a little meat on it if you want to have a little bit of confidence in it. You won't need it, but if, if you uh, want to have confidence in it, yeah, put a little meat on the back. But that Tipperary River Channel up there has a variety of fish on it right now. It's got walleye. It's got, uh, well, we even had two saugers. And one of those was 16 inches, so that's a nice sauger. It is. A jig and a minnow works just fine this time of year as well, and to be very honest, I caught a couple of fish on a jig with a half a nightcrawler on it the other day, so they'll still hit the nightcrawlers for you. Have you ever used Al's goldfish, that lure that's been around since the 1950s? I've seen pictures of it, and you know what? I don't think I ever have. Well, I caught rock bass to beat the band on Lake Bemidji last week, and that's all I was doing is snap jigging the goldfish, the way you would do a blade bait, you know, right down the bottom and yeah. snap it up, and, man, they were just hammering it. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be. The trolling bite on Lake Wisconsin right now, is, it, it can still happen for you as well. And, you know, like I'm using flicker shads. You know, some guys are trolling lead core. Sometimes I'll use a bottom bouncer with it and get it down there, even with a floating rapala and keep it down. So that bite's still happening a little bit too. All right. Well, Ron, we'll let you go. Enjoy your Canada trip, and we'll catch up with you sometime this fall and see how your hunting is doing. That's
Sounds good. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Ron Bearfield with the Madison Report, presented by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission Archery Retailer. Find them online at PappasTradingPost.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining us this week from Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, have you and Robert been bow hunting? Uh, we have not had a chance to bow hunt yet. I, I want to. I've got a nice buck that's still coming in during daylight hours uh, on a summer pattern. He hasn't been bothered yet, but I uh, don't have the right wind to get in there and get after him. And I'm not sure that I will before he kind of sneaks into the night, but we'll we'll see. It's maybe just a matter of a few days. Well, it's nice to know he's there, and maybe you'll get a crack at him uh, coming up here. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Now, you and Robert are going camping this weekend, right? Turtle Flambeau Flowage, our annual camping trip. Uh, we delayed it. Generally, we, we do it in August, but at that time frame, we just had real nasty, rainy weather yeah. over those course of those few days, and so... Uh, we felt we could, we could hold off and, uh, we're going to do a little bit of small game hunting, a little bit of fishing, um, enjoy the colors. I mean, colors should be about perfect up there this time of year. And, uh, so we're going to enjoy that. Well, I think you picked the right weekend because I'm looking at the weather because I'll be up north myself and it looks like it's going to be warm and at least not a lot of rain or not a threat of rain. And you're on an island in the flowage. That's where you camp, isn't it? Yeah, we pick one of the islands. Uh, we've traditionally picked this, the one particular one we've gone to each year. And, uh, we, we've stayed at a couple different campsites on that particular island, but, uh, uh, we're, we're excited to get over there. And, you know, this will be a different time frame for me to go up there and fish. I've never fished the fall in the turtle flambeau. I've fished the summer, early summer, even springtime, but not the fall. Well, I think you'll find the walleyes and crappies will be active if you can locate them. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, I spent the week digging out and getting caught up. My explorer needed some major maintenance work before I left, so the folks at Sleepy Hollow Ford in Viroqua loaned me a Ford Escape, and I told them, you know, I'm going to put a few miles on this. They said, that's okay. I put 1,500 miles on it. I drove up to Lake of the Woods, where John and I spent several days with friends, and then Bemidji, as folks know if they've been listening to the show, and then on to Mayville, Wisconsin, to shoot in the Dave Cook Memorial Sporting Clays Shooting for Scholarships Tournament at the Mayville Gun Club. And, you know, Jeff, they must have adjusted the mech target throwers, at least on the pond course. Top score on that course was a perfect 50. Yeah, and there was also a 49, and I even broke 46 myself, and that's with missing two easy pairs, and that was my best score ever. So I'm not... uh, I'm not going to say it was all me. I I think the course was easy this year, but I I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and this weekend, of course, I'm up in Hayward at the Treeland's Muskie Fly Fishing Championship. John and I are fishing it alone this year. 
I've got a new St. Croix fly rod I'm taking along, courtesy of Josh Lance, who handles their PR. I think I mentioned last week I won a new St. Croix Mojo bass rod at the Aglo Conference in Bemidji. Well, now I've got two St. Croix rods, new ones, and the fishing season, of course, is winding down, but I'll give that fly rod a workout this weekend for sure. Coming up, Huntworth Pro Staffer Bernie Berenger talks about his bear hunt in Michigan's Upper Peninsula and has some advice for bear hunters everywhere. We'll talk with RGS Forest Conservation Director John Steigerwald to get a report on last weekend's grouse camp at Eagle River and a look at how this year's grouse and woodcock seasons are going. And we'll kick things off, as we often do, with Jim Bobby Ash taking a look at October fun and classes at the Range of Richfield. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90 plus years and your continued support of our local family owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. It's located on Helson Drive. That's just north of the Richfield Cabela's store where highways 41 and 45 split and on the web at therangewi.com. 
And joining us once again for our monthly conversation about happenings at the range is Ranger Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Jim, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Oh, hi, Dad. I am so pleased to be with you again this month. It's always a pleasure chatting with you and kind of catching up and talking about what's going on in your life and what's going on here at the range. How was September? September just flew by. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it's October. Our leagues are up and running, but there is still time to sign up if you're interested. And, of course, now we're getting into the, the fall season, so we have resumed our normal class schedule, and I'd like to highlight a few of them that we have on the books right now. We have our drawing firearm from concealment. This is an advanced course, which is October 12th. Our NRA basic pistol class is October 28th and 29th, and that's obviously a two-day class. Uh, first shots, which is introduction to shooting, it's October 25th. This is a great class to just find out if you really want to get into the sport. Uh, and this gives you a chance at a relatively very low price to try. And if you'd like to go on, you certainly can. So it, I, I recommend it to anybody that has an interest. Our Wisconsin Concealed Carry class is October 15th. And I know this is a little early, but our getting to know your AR-15 is a very, very popular class. And we only hold it once a year. This year, it's scheduled for December 2nd and December 3rd. So if you've got that AR and you're not sure exactly how to clean it, how to work it, how to shoot it, whatever, be sure to mark your calendars because it is a great class and it fills up in a hurry. All right. Now, you offer private lessons as well, don't you? Yes. Please don't forget about that. We have classes for beginners, intermediates, and advanced, and we can do this for individuals, couples, or groups. We have some of the best darn instructors, so take advantage of them. They've got the experience and the knowledge to pass on. Everybody that takes those classes are really happy when they get out. All right. Well, I bet you got some special events coming up this month, too. We do. October is shaping up great. Here's a couple of events you can look forward to. On Friday, October 25th through Monday, October 31st, we'll be offering our Halloween zombie shoot. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you get a free target and a lane for only $15 per hour. And I got to tell you, we are dying to see you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> October 10th through the 14th, in honor of Columbus Day, you will be able to discover all of our lanes for, you guessed it, 1492. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, 1492, that's when he discovered America. Uh, well, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who comes up with all these things? Your son does, uh, right? No, I, you know, I have this brain that kind of goes crazy. Oh, wow. okay. So wait, wait till this next one. You'll love this one even better. All righty. Uh, our Oktoberfest Liberty Sale runs all month. In addition to our already low prices, we will have in-store rebates that range from $100 to $500, depending on the price of the safe. As a special bonus buy with each safe sold during October, you will get a six-pack of Oktoberfest beer. Oh. And trust me, it won't be a light beer. So actually, we decided to call it Oktoberfest. Okay. So and that'll be published out in our newsletter and our reports that we send out. So if you're thinking of buying a safe, man, now's the time to give me a call or stop in. And I, I know it's a little early to talk about the holidays, but it's going to be here before you know it. So uh, you know, again, come in, take a look, take advantage of these deals. The sales plus the rebate is incredible. I don't think I've I've never seen that before. It's super. Come on in. Save $500, get a six-pack and a safe. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Not, not a thing. That's right. And you have consignment guns available, too, right? Yes. Our firearm consignment service is just plain taken off. I can't tell you how many guns, hundreds, hundreds of guns, that we have either brought in here for sale at the range or we put them on gun broker to get a national audience. So just go to therangewi.com and click the range tab and then firearm consignment to find out all about this amazing opportunity to turn your uh, your seldom used guns into cash. This is a great hedge against inflation, and I'd uh, love to see you here at the range. Bring those guns in. We want to work with you. And if folks don't have guns to sell or aren't ready to buy one or, or shoot but are interested in talking about guns, you're always there, right? Absolutely. I'm blessed with some really great people here, and uh, we like to take the time to get to know you and to know what you need and how we can help you. So come on in. We don't have to buy anything. We'll just we'll talk about it. All right. Well, Jim, thanks so much. Lots going on there in October, and people can learn more on your website, right? Absolutely. Just check it out at therangewi.com or go to our Facebook page, and, or even just call us for details and updates. Sounds good. Well, Jim, we'll talk to you again as November approaches. Meanwhile, 
Don't get too spooked by that Halloween shoot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. Are you going to dress up like Bela Lugosi? No. They've always tried to get me to do that, but I'm, I'm kind of a coward when it comes to ah, that. Put a costume on. It'll change you, really. No, it'll change oh, me already. <laughs> oh, oh, no, really. Um, my director, Jack Abrams, put on a mascot costume that Jeff Kahlo made for us years ago. And in that costume... He became a different person. He became the mascot, and he was just doing things that, you know, he wasn't doing anything, I don't know, outrageous, but he came out of himself, so to speak, you know? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So think well, about it. Cool. All right, well, we'll talk to you again in a month or so. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Jim Bobby Ash, the president of the Range of Richfield. They are located just north of the Richfield Cabela's store where highways 41 and 45 split and on the web at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Huntworth Gear is high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. You can find it at Mills Fleet Farm and other stores, and a complete selection is available online at HuntworthGear.com. Joining me now is Huntworth Gear pro staffer Bernie Berenger. He's a regular visitor on our show, and his YouTube channel is Bow Hunting Road. He's quite the influencer in the hunting world. Bernie, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Dan. It's always good to talk to you and your listeners. Now, you are home in Brainerd for a few days, Brainerd, Minnesota, but you've been doing quite a bit of bear hunting so far this fall, haven't you? Yeah, I actually shot a nice bear in Manitoba this spring, and then, you know, I'm guiding bear hunters here in Minnesota, so I had quite a bit of time invested in that, and, and that was really good. Everybody had a chance to shoot a bear. We had one guy that went home without a bear, but he could have shot one the first day, and then he had another chance, and he was more interested in hunting than shooting one, I think, and uh -huh. he went home happy. He could have shot two, but everybody else did shoot one, so it was a pretty good year. I guess. Wow. And you, you got one in Manitoba in the spring. Now, you've been hunting in the UP over in Michigan. And I have, yeah. Yeah, it, it took six years for me to draw this non-resident tag in the UP, and uh, I put a lot of time and energy into it so far, and I'm home for a little bit now, but then taking off again, and I'm uh, going to go back out there and, and keep trying it. I've got some bears on the baits, and I've been working them, and it's a challenge to go away from home and just start from scratch and try to get it figured out and get some bears dialed in, but I like a challenge, so we're going to stay with it. Now, how long does their bear season run? It runs, I think, about the third week in October, so there's about three weeks left. Yeah, okay. I was looking at some of the video on your YouTube channel, and one scene there had, I think, a dozen raccoons. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, it was 13 of them. 13, and, uh, okay. On one bear bait, 13 raccoons on one bear bait, yeah. Boy, they can eat a lot of bait, I'll tell you what. Nick's expensive, too, man. The stuff I use, the trail mix and stuff like that, is, you know, it's $155 a barrel, so it's kind of shocking how much they can go through. I got it set so the raccoons can't get to the bait until the bear opens it up. But, man, once the bear eats what he wants and leaves, the raccoons just come right in and they can clean up two five-gallon bucket bowls in one night. Huh. And I bet they're pretty fat, too. Oh, they are. It's too bad their pelts aren't worth anything. There'd be plenty of people that would want to go in there and get them. It's a pretty target-rich environment at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it. I got a kick out of the music, and folks ought to check that out if they're interested in a little humor. But, no, you're a serious bear hunter, obviously, uh, with Bow Hunting Road being your, your main outlet now. I haven't had a chance to look at that video, but you've got a video there on kind of the do's and don'ts of bear baiting. Um, I wonder if you could share some of that with us. Yeah, I do. I actually have quite a few videos that are designed to help beginners. A lot of people think you can just throw a pile of donuts out and just wait and shoot a bear, but 
it's very strategic and it's really difficult to get a mature bear to visit a bait site during legal shooting hours. It's really challenging because they just, they're smart and you really got to do everything right. You can't make mistakes and the key is, I always say location is your number one aspect. You got to find a location that they feel comfortable and secure coming during the daylight and then don't screw it up by spooking them off the bait or anything like that. And once they feel secure, they'll, you know, eventually come in during the daylight. Even nocturnal bears will slowly work their way towards that last hour of daylight, and that's what we're all after. Yeah. Is there a particular bait that you prefer? You mentioned trail mix. You know, I use a mixture of baits because bears are strange. They're individuals. I would say they have personalities, but they're not persons, so that's not really accurate. But they're they're very individuals that some bears will eat certain things and prefer that and others won't eat that and they'll eat the next thing and the best way to keep the bears on your bait consistently is by providing them with carbohydrates that they can convert into fats and some things that mimic their natural food and that's why trail mix is good i also use pastries because the sugars are good but you got to be careful because you can over sugar them you know they eat too much sugar and they're like, oh, I got to go get something that's better for me. And uh-huh. it's just, you know, they know their bodies tell them what to do. The acorns in parts of Wisconsin are really good this year. How's the acorn crop where you've been hunting? Uh, it's really good there, too. In fact, it was bonkers in Minnesota, too. There was just an incredible acorn crop this year. And the acorns did really well in the western part of the UP where I've been hunting, also. It's been. Uh, uh, it's, it's made it a lot more difficult. The uh, success rates are probably going to be down this year because of it. You, you can't compete with natural foods. You would think that you could put all this good stuff out there and the bears would say, forget acorns, you know, but it's just the way they're designed to, to feed up for winter and acorns are a huge part of their natural cycle. And so you just have to deal with it. Have you ever hunted in eastern states? The two that I'm familiar with are New York and Pennsylvania, and there are a lot of bear there. I think you can just buy a bear tag over the counter, but you can't use bait and you can't use dogs, so they can't hunt the way we do here in the upper Midwest. Yeah, and the only eastern state I've hunted in is Maine, and I've hunted there three times and, and done well. I'm not very familiar with bear hunting in New York. I know the success rates are low and the tag, a lot of people just buy a bear tag when they buy their deer tag because they're cheap and they're like, you just never know, I might see a bear, you know. Yeah. That's particularly in New York. There's a lot of places where they just hunt over cornfields or hunt over apple orchards or, you know, old farmsteads that have apple trees and things. And then, you know, the number one way that bears are killed in Pennsylvania is with drives. Mm -hmm. They'll get a group of 20 or 30 people together and they'll just push a patch of timber. And the terrain in Pennsylvania lends itself to that really well. They can do a pretty good bear harvest without bait in that specific type of terrain where you couldn't. You know, the northern part of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan and the boreal forest, if you didn't have bait, you couldn't, you know, affect a, a reasonable harvest each year on your bears but um, it's funny how you know people adapt to whatever the regulations are and they figure out ways to get her done yep they certainly do and we have a pretty good bear harvest every year here 3,000 is a number that comes to mind in Wisconsin I imagine it's similar in Minnesota yeah it is they have changed the management in Minnesota quite a bit over the last few years you know about 10 years ago you could just draw a tag every year or every other year in several of the zones and now most of those zones are four or five years of gathering points and zone 45 is up to seven years of mm-hmm. getting points between bears but the success rates have gone up a little bit because there's a lot less people in the woods and average age and size of bears have gone up also just because the age structure has improved a little bit so there, there's trade-offs it's, it's hard to wait that long to get a tag and a lot of people get really frustrated but the actual quality of the hunt maybe is the best way to put it and when you do draw a tag it's better than it used to be uh-huh what do you think the future holds for bear hunters in again in minnesota wisconsin michigan where, where most of our listeners are does it look bright well the bear population is expanding in all three of those states and it's widening out 
it's growing in the specific zones where the bear hunting mostly takes place, but it's also spreading to other counties. There's bears all over Minnesota now. There's actually, uh, in the last couple of years, Minnesota's divided up into a, the typical bear habitat area where they call the quota area, and that's in zones where you have to draw the tags. And then they have a no-quota zone, which is the rest of the state, and you can just buy a tag over the counter. And there's actually more bears being killed in the no-quota than there is in the typical quota area, which is for the primary bear habitat, and they're spreading to southeastern Minnesota. There's an established population of black bears in northeastern Iowa now. Missouri just had their first bear hunting season last year, so bear populations all across North America are really expanding. Well, that's good news for the bears and for bear hunters as well, and for folks who just want to see one once in a while, which uh, some people enjoy. Well, I... I know you've got some other hunts planned. We don't have a lot of time to talk about those, but where are you going besides your UP bear hunt? Well, I got a whitetail hunt in Illinois, southern Illinois this year. I'm just going to be hunting the private land with a guy down there. I'm looking forward to that. Of course, I've got both a either sex tag and a doe tag here in Minnesota, so I'll try to be filling those just close to my home here. And I got some pretty decent bucks on camera I got my eye on I hope they stick around I really really focused right now on just trying to get that bear in Michigan since it took me six years to draw that tag I don't want to give up on that then I'll focus on the whitetails got it well and I imagine you're wearing Huntworth gear for these hunts I've got both warm weather and cold weather gear and and so far uh, the next week or so looks like we're going to have almost summer weather I love this Huntworth gear, and I specifically use the Tarnan pattern Mm -hmm. for bear hunting because it's got some green in it, and it's got the colors and the shapes that really work well for the times of the year when you're bear hunting, which is basically, you know, spring and fall, early fall, August and September. So I love the Tarnan clothing. It fits well, and it's just really well designed. You put on a piece, and you go, well, they really thought this out, and for the cost, it's comparable to some of the really high-end expensive clothing quality-wise, but the cost is quite a bit less. Yeah, I like it. I actually did three videos on my YouTube channel explaining basically if you want to go on, a say, an early-season deer hunt, here's the things that you should buy, and then if a mid-season deer hunt, like a rut hunt, and then a late-season hunt, and of course, in the late-season hunt, I featured a lot of the heat boost, which is an incredible technology with the graphene. That's pretty amazing stuff i'm sure you've already probably tried that i have yes so yeah so i thought it would be really cool to just explain to people if you're going on an early season hunt this is the type of clothes to buy so i did three videos one for each of those early season rut and late season and if anybody's interested they can go on the bow hunting road youtube channel and look at those Very good. Well, we will send them there for sure. And Bernie, I want to thank you for coming on the show again this week and wish you the best of luck on that Michigan bear and then the rest of the season as well. Really appreciate it. And it's always good to talk to you. That was Bernie Berenger, social media influencer in the hunting world and host of Bowhunting Road on YouTube. This was brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford. Learn more at HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Cold temperatures are on the way. If you're a hunter, you want to stay out longer, no matter what the thermometer says. Arctic Shield, LNM Fleet Supply, and Outdoor News are teaming up to give away the best cold weather hunting gear in the industry. Between now and the end of October, you can win a full set of Arctic Shield Classic Elite Parka and Bibs. We'll give away two full sets per week in October. To enter, just click on the contest tab at OutdoorNews.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. 
Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The rough grouse in American woodcock societies have been improving forest habitat for these and other species for more than 60 years. You can learn more at roughgrousesociety.org. And joining us for an update is John Steigerwald. He's the Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director for RGS and AWS, and he's a regular on the show. Well, John, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Good to be back. Grouse Camp was just a week or so ago, I believe, in Eagle River. How did that go? Yeah, Rough Grouse Society, we hosted the Grouse Camp in Eagle River on Woodcock Opener here in Wisconsin. It was, again, a very successful event this year. We had plenty of participants, plenty of hunter mentors out helping to take people out in the woods and get them exposed to rough grouse and woodcock hunting in the uplands. For people who have never been or who don't know, what exactly happens at Grouse Camp? I went to the first one, I believe. So Grouse Camp, it's sort of an immersive hunter education type program where we immerse people in seminars focused on how to find rough grouse, the right habitat for rough grouse, tools, tricks of the trade to pursue rough grouse, as well as talk about their habitat, biology, ecology, and, and their conservation needs to get people in an immersive environment. We then send people out, actually new this year, we sent participants out for two half days out with mentors to then learn how to scout rough grouse habitat, hunting spots, as well as actually get time boots on the ground chasing birds in the uplands. This year we had 14 birds total that were harvested by our participants, up quite a bit from previous years, which is actually really good uh, considering we had not so good weather past grouse camp. It was, it was a pretty wet one, but people were still finding the birds, so that says a lot about the good habitat around Eagle River, Wisconsin. It had put a little bit of a damper on early season activities and people chasing grouse in the north woods. Plus, we still are early in the season. A lot of our aspens haven't even begun to turn yellow yet. A lot of our maples you know, are just starting to turn. We're just getting in, into our fall color, so trees are still holding a lot of leaves. Russia is holding a lot, a lot of leaves, so even if you were to flush your grouse, a lot of times this time of year it's hard to see them, but a lot of good early season activity to be had nonetheless. Getting your dogs trained back up, getting yourself trained back up, getting your shooting back in order, getting your aim perfected, so to speak. It's a good time to do that out in the grouse and woodcock woods. Now, what are you hearing from folks who were hunting this past weekend? I've heard reports all over the board, but I think more over positive than not. I think there have been a lot of positive flush rates. One thing that, that has been a little bit interesting to hear from people, and I experienced this myself, is seen a lot of single birds. So actually, I've, I've heard reports from that in Wisconsin and Minnesota. People you know, not kicking up the broods that they used to, but a lot of single flushes. Still about the same number of birds, but just a lot more singles than those broods. So it might tell us that the broods may have already broken up, or most of the broods have already broken up at this point. 
Is it possible that those are adult birds and uh, and there wasn't great production, or don't you think that's the case? There's the possibility, but a lot of the people who I've talked to, the birds that they have harvested have been juveniles, myself included. I think there's that possibility that there could be individuals, single adults, like you're saying, who maybe were not successful in raising a brood, but the numbers kind of speak otherwise. People have the number of flushes they would have had if they were all just adults. Uh huh. Okay. What advice have you got for folks who want to hunt grouse and maybe haven't done it yet this year? Getting involved with stuff like Grouse Camp is definitely for those who maybe don't know where to start. It's a good opportunity to get involved with, with RGS, go to those type of events, get into that immersive type atmosphere. Obviously, we're past Grouse Camp already for this season. There are good opportunities to get involved with RGS as an organization, our chapters, go to our banquets, learn from people who are experienced rough grouse hunters in the Northwoods. There's, of course, a lot of information on pursuing rough grouse on our Rough Grouse Society website, roughgrousesociety.org. But if I were to give some of my tips and hints away, I would say that, you know, we have a plethora of public land available in northern Wisconsin. A lot of our forests are aspen-dominated forests, and you don't necessarily need aspen forests to have rough grouse. It definitely does help. It makes almost optimal conditions for rough grouse habitat. But learn your tree identification. Learn to identify between your aspens, your maples, your oaks. Once you learn your tree ID, it becomes a lot easier to figure out where the rough grouse are and focus in on young forest habitat in those aspen mixed deciduous stands of trees. I think that's where people find most of their success early season. Uh, of course, we get into maybe a little bit later October into November. Rough grouse do start to shift and change some of the habitats they might be found in. A lot of times they move a little bit more into mature aspen stands with a brushy, shrubby understory component. If you are going out rough grouse hunting, you think you've read all the books, you've talked to the experts, you think you have it dialed in, don't be afraid to also change things up because sometimes you get the weird weather conditions, some local habitat, ecotype, or something of that nature. And if you just tweak the type of cover that you're running around in a little bit, you might find that you're having no success and then suddenly you find yourself having some of the best hunts of your life. Don't be afraid to go outside the box in the normal situations. You might hear rough ghost hunters say that if you find dirty woods, it could be good opportunities to find birds where your typical covers are not paying off. So look for areas that might have some blowdown trees or some conifer components that just look a little bit messy type woods. Don't be afraid to change things up as the cover type you're looking at. Good advice. Now, when you were out, did you see any woodcock, and what have you heard from other hunters? Well, woodcock, of course, unlike rough grouse, are a migratory game bird. Rough grouse are here year-round. Woodcock migrate through. Woodcock numbers are not going to be good yet this time either because we're not getting into the major woodcock migration. Woodcock, you'll find, especially early October to mid-October, woodcock move through the lake states in what are called flights. A lot of times these flights are basically pushed on by major weather events happening in Canada, cold fronts that move in, and birds, they decide we're getting out of Dodge, and they're getting out of Dodge all at once. So we get birds that stop over in Wisconsin, in Minnesota, Michigan, that uh, are coming from Canada trying to, to escape the advancing cold front. We're not quite there yet. We still have relatively warm weather conditions. So a lot of the woodcock people are running into right now in the woods are most likely resident woodcock. The woodcock that migrated this part of the world went through their reproductive cycle and have not yet left the north woods. But in the coming weeks, we'll start to see those migrating woodcock moving in, and we should get into a lot of good action. Yep, the best is yet to come there. Well, how about projects? Do you have something going on now that you would like to tell us about? Yeah, actually, there's a lot of exciting work that's happening on the Habitat Project front in Wisconsin in particular. Well, this past year, we've actually added two new staff positions in Wisconsin, bringing our total staff up to five. Uh, we have three private lands dedicated positions working in northern Wisconsin, as well as two habitat biologists that work on private lands as well as state and county lands in northern Wisconsin. If you have interest in learning about how 
our staff can help with your private lands management. Don't hesitate to again go to our RGS website, navigate to our regional tab, and search for our private lands delivery staff here in Wisconsin. But just recently, we've actually expanded upon the conservation work that we're doing in Wisconsin and signed our first stewardship agreement with the Shawamigan National Forest. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a big project, a big undertaking. We have a little under 1,020 acres of forest habitat identified. Basically, we signed an agreement with the U.S. Forest Service to help them take that 1,000 acres of forest that was actually no-bid timber sales, and we're going to try to re-advertise it and offer it on the market for commercial timber harvesting that would produce a good wildlife habitat outcomes. So all Forest Service wood that's been previously approved, gone through the public commenting process, scoping process, has been set up for harvest, but for one reason or another, it just was not attractive for a logging contractor to harvest. So we're kind of moving in and helping facilitate that process where we can get the wood sold with the intention of taking the timber revenue then and reinvesting that back into the Shawamiga National Forest for additional forest management and wildlife management practices. Well, that's fantastic. That's exciting that you've got that going, and we'll have to check back with you as that project continues and just see how it's doing. Well, John, we got to let you go, but I want to wish you the best of luck for the season as it it's only going to get better as the leaves fall and the woodcock migrate down from Canada. So good luck to you and to other hunters out there, and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. John Steigerwald is the Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director for the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies, and you can learn more about everything we've talked about here at ruffedgrousesociety.org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the rough grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of unclouded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, 
bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Cold temperatures are on the way. If you're a hunter, you'll want to stay out longer, no matter what the thermometer says. Arctic Shield, L&M Fleet Supply, and Outdoor News are teaming up to give away the best cold weather hunting gear in the industry. Between now and the end of October, you can win a full set of Arctic Shield Classic Elite Parka and Bibs. We'll give away two full sets per week in October. To enter, just click on the contest tab at OutdoorNews.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And the Crestliner model year-end rebates have been extended through the end of October. You can uh, check out the sale they've got on pontoon boats as well. Look at them online at Cedar Lake Sales website or on their Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and of duck hunters everywhere. To learn more about world the uh, world's leader in wetlands conservation, visit ducks.org. And we're brought to you by Castle Rock-Petenwell Lakes Association, uh, 60 square miles of fun on the water. That's Cat- Castle Rock-Petenwell.com. How about that for their website? And uh, by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, WoodsideRanch.com. And if our TV show Outdoor Wisconsin is not airing where you live, you can always watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And I'll be working on this year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show in the coming weeks, but past shows are archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. And uh, this show, this radio show that you're hearing right now, you can listen to online in a couple of different places. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it on the uh AM FM stash stations. Uh, go to lake-link.com, go to the outdoor radio page and download the show there. Or you can check out outdoornews.com slash podcasts and get it there. Dan's on social media at Dan Small Outdoors, and I'm there at Hardwater Jeff. Got a bunch of calendar items you might be interested in. The DNR will host two open houses on the revised wolf management plan. Coming up on Monday, October 2nd, there's one at Northwood Technical College in Ashland. That's Northwood Tech, not Northland, the four-year college, and that's on Beezer Avenue, I believe. And then on Tuesday, October 3rd, at the UW-Stevens Point Marshfield campus. So, got to check those locations. Don't go to Stevens Point. This is the Marshfield campus. Both events will run from 5 to 7 p.m. And if you've got questions or comments on the revised wolf management plan, get yourself to one of these open house events and learn more about uh, what they have in mind for wolves and let your views be heard as well. For details, you can visit the DNR website, keywords, wolf open house. And next weekend, October 6th through 8th, is the 61st annual, 61st annual Apple Festival in Bayfield. That little town, the smallest incorporated city in Wisconsin at under a thousand inhabitants, swells to some 10,000 people for this annual event. For a complete list of activities, visit bayfield.org. And one of the activities, my son John's improv group, Lost in the Woods Improv, is performing on Saturday, October 7th at 4.45 p.m. They're really funny. I caught a show on my way to Lake of the Woods, and I won't be able to catch this one, but we'll get John back in time for that uh, event at uh, at Apple Festival. Visit their Facebook page at Lost in the Woods Improv, Wisconsin. And if you or someone you know will be a first-time hunter this year, there's still time to register for a hunter ed- education course Visit dnr.wi.gov, keywords, hunter education. And last week we mentioned the discovery of a new CWD-positive deer on a Washburn County deer farm. Well, that has uh, triggered a three-year ban on baiting and feeding in Washburn County and a two-year ban in Barron, Rusk, and Sawyer counties because that deer was within 10 miles of those bordering counties. The ban goes into effect this coming Thursday, October 5th. 
For more on that ban and others, visit the DNR website, keywords, CWD, or baiting and feeding. And by the way, Jeff, there was a new CWD positive deer on a Rock County deer farm. That county's already under a ban, and that ban will be renewed for another three years. I don't know if you heard this, Jeff, but Congress passed the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act, which will allow federal funds to be used for educational purposes like hunter ed, archery classes, and they say culinary arts classes because they use big knives in some of those cooking classes. Uh, It's uncertain whether President Biden will sign it, but it passed the Senate unanimously and the House by a vote of 424 to 1. And I think that's an important thing to to have available so that our youngsters can have hunter ed and archery classes in the school. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you're in the Washburn area this weekend on Saturday night, Warren Nelson and friends are performing at the Harborview Event Center at 7.30. The show is called Let the Summer Go. It's time for the autumn show. For information on his appearances and more, including our theme music, visit warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend. Enjoy that beautiful fall weather. And stay safe out there and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio.